Hello and welcome back to uh, Deja Vu edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast. Uh, second game, second Warriors blowout, second time Ethan and Tim. I actually saw somebody on Twitter go, man, Ethan and Tim love to jump on after the Warriors lose. So uh, They're doing it again, random listener, because they lost by 39 today. Yeah, that was weird. I put in a call to Anthony. It was like, that. yes, the Warriors lost. Let's ah, do a podcast. Yes. They actually yes. do a podcast. Both of them yes. said they didn't really want to come on, and then they... When it was about a 30-point deficit in the third, they're like, got to come on and talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Let's do an hour. Let's do an hour of this. You know what? I'll I'll just, like, peek behind the curtain. I think we try to be as objective as possible, but I will just say we actually favor them doing better. We just won't lie about it when it's bad. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like we, it is good for business when they do well, but we are not in the Bob Fitzgerald position to have to polish it when it is uh, anything less than good. It's not credible when you go either too far one way or too far the other when reality is staring you in the face either way. So uh, we do not mind criticizing this team when it loses by an average of 32.5 points per game in its first two games. That's a lot of points to be losing by uh, in, in the first two games. They've looked terrible. They've looked terrible. This, uh, you know, I was gonna say this one started off okay, but yeah. then it just you know went to crap. The whole thing went to crap. First half was okay, um, but I, I wanted to start actually uh, where I just was about ten minutes ago, which was Steph Curry's Zoom call. Uh, mm. That was as pointed uh, as I've heard Steph. I think in in a long time post game, um, you know he. He had a quote about um, basically their collective group IQ needs to get better, uh, particularly when they're missing shots and getting frustrated. They need to not just kind of go away from the offense and just start trying to. It sounds like he was kind of dinging some of the one on one play by, by Wiggins and Ubre trying to fight through their struggles. Um, and then he even had a little quote about Wiseman uh, where. He was kind of asked about him. He said, hopefully, when we talk about these adjustments, they can let him shine a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You know, it's it's Steph. So those probably don't sound like crazy quotes, but it was just like, you know, he's. And then he said something about, like, we need to win immediately. He said that kind yeah. of to close it out. Like, he's kind of. So, I don't sounds know. like he's been on Twitter. Sounds like he's <laughs> seeing some of the things that have been said about him. That's Steph. Uh, he loves to rip the team after they lose. He loves to get on those podcasts. That's oh, what, loves a, it. what a negative he lo- he guy. He loves failure. Uh, yeah, I've, he's clearly frustrated. It's obvious. The issue, I guess, that people would point to is that he is part of what's been wrong. That uh, the He's shot, not making shots. Yeah, he's yeah. not making shots. He's not making shots. I think people can overreact to it a little bit. Um, we're talking two games. He's a high-variance player. Uh, when the shot goes in, everything's great and wonderful, but it is something people will point to. And look, this team doesn't have the collective IQ of the Dynasty era team. That's just a reality. So the question is, what are they going to do? The thing I noticed, uh, I'm sure you guys noticed as well, uh, more high screen and roll with him and Wise. Weissman. I got to use the same Weissman. No, it, no, it's Wiseman. It is Wiseman. I have <laughs> oh, God. Told, I have been told James Wiseman told Raymond Ritter yeah, it it's is Wiseman. James Wiseman. Uh, how Wiseman. do these things even start? How does this know. even happen? <laughs> anyway, uh, high screen and roll with Steph and Wiseman. Um, that's, that's something that's a little bit more uh, simplified basketball. And they might need simplified basketball because they don't have the capacity for complicated basketball. Yeah, and I think you saw that Steph meme uh, after the Ubre forced, you know, dribble right, dribble left, dribble right, dribble left, go dive into the lane and force up a shot. I think he got fouled on it or, or the ball got knocked out and Steph kind of grimacing. Uh, you know, you never know what guys are reacting to, but that definitely seemed like he was not 
too thrilled with the offense just being Kelly Oubre trying to figure out how to put the ball in the bucket and and not not being able to do that. Uh, you know, we'll see. Again, it's it's two games against two tough teams on the road. Although you know, can you imagine what that would have been like if there was a crowd there? <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's early, but I think Oubre and Wiggins are the two guys that were supposed to. You know. They fit them. You know, this is the wings, two-way wings. This is what they're going to be. This is like they, they, they were, you know, guys they can build around Steph and Draymond and, you know, whenever Clay's back. And they've been, instead of the, the reasons why they're better, they've been the worst parts of this team, the worst, you know, important parts of this team. We can talk about some other players, but those two guys, it's not just the shots. I always try to talk about other things than just making the shot, but at some point to be a competent NBA player making the money that they're making, you just have to make shots. I don't care how it is. You have to be able to put the ball in the basket, and they clearly are struggling just rudimentary five-foot shots in traffic. They can't make them, and and you could tell they're thinking about it. Well, yeah, for sure, and like they need to get themselves out of this funk, but that's almost like the thing I'm least worried is like their three-point percentage because what we talked about going into the season was basically, hey, they're not going to be 40% three-point shooters. They're not going to be 38%. They're pretty steadily Wiggins at 33, Ubre in that 33 to 35 range. Maybe he can bump it up a little bit more. Today, they go a combined 0 and 9. I think uh, if I do the math, I think there's something like 2 of 21 or something combined from three so far. I think I saw a stat that Ubre was 0 of 19 on non dunks this season. Mm-hmm. He has not yeah. made a non He's having a hard time around the rim. Yeah. This is a big, big struggle. No question. The general point, though, is they have track records that they're going to be better than this. They're going to make more of these shots. Um, my bigger question is like the it's a systematic question. It's a Steve Kerr question. I think we can kind of get into and like I understand the I like Steve Kerr is trying to form his system around these players. And like if you're going to do it, it's going to take time and it's going to be thorny. And he seems to be OK with this growth process of that. But it's the the question that Ethan kind of brought up earlier, like you're not going to turn these guys into Sean Livingston, David West and Andre Iguodala. So at what point do you kind of scrap that idea in general, or do you? You can't scrap it because you need them out there doing what they do. But I think, it, yeah, I think what we're going to see and we already can feel is this is going to turn into a Steph Weissman offense. Yeah, and you know it, it probably should <laughs> just just based on the talents that we've seen and 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 understanding that you know Weissman is so young, is so inexperienced, and yet showing what he's showing. Uh, he's their second best offensive player, and maybe their best efficiency wise in the first two games. Obviously, oh, that will not that will not extend. That will not extend. That will not extend. That will not. I'm just saying, if you just took the data from the first two games, uh, this guy is putting the ball in the basket, and yeah. defenses have to move when he's out there, and he's only going to get better. Now we'll see how that all extends, and when Draymond's on the floor, uh, but. I think this is where they're going to have to tweak it uh, and then try to get Wiggins into it. He's obviously the 20 point career scorer. He's going to have to find points. He's just going to have to do it. You know, I, I get in as a, it's a system, it's a coaching. He's on Just go get buckets. That's what you're Steph Curry throughout his career has played for some weird coaches, some good coaches, some middling coaches. He went and got buckets. And if you're an NBA player making $30 million a year and you are the number one overall pick and you have those skills, you just got to go get a basket or yeah. two. You just have to. And Wiggins is really struggling doing that. And Oubre is, is you know, has looked even uglier doing it. Yeah. certainly did today. And if they, if you can tweak it, you could, you could 
set a different rotation. You could set a different system. If they can't put the ball in the basket from five feet, then the whole thing is not going to look very good this season. And with Oubre, it's also that he's not looking for Steph off the ball. And yep. that's another aspect. It's the lack of passing. And I guess we filed that under basketball IQ. I don't know what, but you've seen these plays, which every Warriors fan knows what to look for, where Steph gives it up and then he goes along the baseline and he pops out and Oubre just doesn't see him. And I don't know if that's something that you can, it seems like it's something you can coach into people. It seems like it's something, hey, look for that. That's part of the play. That's what's going to happen, but have not seen it so far. And then Pascal, Pascal had some, you know, flashes of offensive moments, but defensively it's looking really rough. You know, you could just see some plays where he was standing right in front of Middleton and you just knew Middleton was about to shoot it effortlessly over him. So it's, it's rough, man. But at the same time, Long he did term. that with Kyrie too. He, it's it's yeah. weird. You're right. Like some of his defensive mistakes have been bad the first couple of games. Yeah, uh, but long long term, Wiseman though is it's just so huge. Yeah, let me ask you guys on that front. It, you know, Tim said it earlier. You both obviously seem to be in agreement on it that like you know a month from now it probably should be a, a, a Wiseman Curry offense. Uh, and in a lot of ways, it should be a probably pretty heavy dose of the high screen Wiseman Curry game. Some of their best plays today were that. How okay will Steve Kerr be with that? That has not. That's not Steve Kerr. And the problem is this personnel isn't really Steve Kerr right now. Really, right? Yeah. I mean, necessity is the mother of, well, fuck, guess we got to do it. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, do you want to watch the ball not going in or do you want to watch the ball going in? Um, maybe Steve Kerr needs to uh, give away pieces of his soul uh, for the necessity of what this has to be. If Wiseman, if why, I mean, this is this is crazy. I think it's almost underrated. I'm writing about it. This Wiseman three point shot. This was not what he was advertised as. I don't think anybody had a reason to expect this. It looks good. I mean, it's not going to be the percentage, small sample size of I think four or five that he's been shooting these past two games. But not an eighty percent three point shooter. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, newsflash. I don't know. Oh, I newsflash. thought that was empty. Oh. I thought that was empty here. It's the first 80% three-point shooter over two games since 2018. These Chris Bosh comparisons are looking pretty good right now. But yeah. let me tell you something. Let me tell, And I'm going to mention the article. The difference is Chris Bosh's standing reach is like 9-1, Like, nobody can block this thing. Wiseman releases that. If you look at his release point, it's straight up vertical. He doesn't even yeah. go forward with it. That is unblockable. So if that is a good three-point shot, that's just a weapon that you can't really do much about and then when you combine it with Steph and the pick and roll yeah Steve Kerr is gonna have to do a lot of a lot more high high screen and roll if this is legit I don't even think Steve can't like it's I don't think it's anti-Steve especially the way Curry plays I think it's the if you if you use the screen to create the mismatch to go all iso then dribble 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 Steve doesn't like that but the way they were using it today whereas like Steph is coming off and he's whipping the ball all over you know, getting guys open shots or he's hitting Wiseman. Uh, he didn't even really look for a shot that much. I think that's the way he could do. It. I think that's, I think, I do think that fits Steve offense. We've seen that with other guys. Yeah, they've done it with Steph and Draymond, clearly. But that's, you know, they like that because it gets the ball in Draymond's hands as initiator, not as the shooter, finisher, dribble, dribble, dribble guy. Uh, and I don't know that Wiseman will do that. We'll see. And I think it's just a way to move the defense. They did it with Wiggins and Wiseman. Did you see that uh, one time? That was some he, of Wiggins' yeah, best yeah. plays. It was. I mean, it's like Wiggins was just zooming in there, like downhill, when he got the center on him because the center also had to kind of shade on Wiseman because he didn't want to give yeah. up the dunk. 
So I, I think they're going to do some of that. It isn't classic Warriors Kerr offense, but it's they've done it before, absolutely. And he, you know, the the, the Durant center you know, pick and roll thing. Yeah, this oh, like, yeah. they're just going to have to be able to get the defense moving because they don't have to do anything when Ubre has the ball and he's dribbling, and they don't have to do anything when Wiggins has the ball other than you know stay in front of him because he's not going to make that shot uh, to the point. So we'll see. Well, I mean, did, uh, did, was Kerr asked about Bazemore not playing in the first half and barely at all in the game? No. No, I, nobody got that far down in the rotation because there was problems up the rotation <laughs> yeah. that, that nobody got that, you know, to, to I'm just going to say this. I, I like Bays. Baysmore as a person. I think he can help rotation. He's not exactly a Steve Kerr kind of player. <laughs> can uh, we just yeah. say that? Uh, can yeah. we just say that? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's supposed to be that, you know, different kind of wild card guy. Absolutely. But yeah, he's not a shooter, not a decision maker. But it is interesting. They did bring him in. He's supposed to be the defensive guy. And then you're going with Michael Mulder. Uh, yeah. And I think we've all seen this. This is the way it should be. Damian Lee. There's go- Damian Lee also. You know, you're giving up stuff, though. You know, when people, you know, complain about the Warriors' defense and they were not getting out on yeah. guys, Chris Middleton is not that worried when Jordan Poole's guarding him. You know, yeah. it's just th- these are things that Car- Karis LeVert isn't going to be bothered by Jordan Poole or, or Michael Mulder. You have to understand that and assume you're going to get points on the other side. I don't know what Jordan Poole does. I don't know what he does that makes him an NBA player at this point. I just don't. He does a few things decently, but nothing outstandingly, and some stuff he does terribly. So that's going to be interesting. But, you know, Michael Mulder's got got minutes. He's got to get minutes. There's no question. He's just got to be a guy that, that defenses have to to respect out there on the three-point line. Uh, and and maybe open up some spaces for everything else. It's not happening with with anybody else right now. I don't know. I mean, their shooting percent, which their, their season shooting percentage, thirty four percent or something right now. I mean, they are they are they are in having some major problems figuring out how to get the ball in the basket. The Steph on ball off ball thing is interesting because like what Steph does off the ball, if you have the right teammates around him, does just unlock a crazy amount of you know back cuts and this and that like what we've seen for years but the problem is if you do not have a team that knows how to operate with Steph off ball and is going to miss him or you know not set the proper back cut at some point like all the Warriors best looks these first couple games is when he has had it in his hand how many above average passers do they have other than Draymond who hasn't played yet um on the roster that is a big deal Draymond Green is their assist leader like every year but yeah you're right Yes. Like how many could we even name? Well, it depends on if we're talking like like Wanamaker to me is yeah, a good passer, but he's not he's not like a playmaker. Yeah. And he's yeah, I guess yeah. when he's second on the team and assists through two games with like five, I think is their second most assists. Like total, right? Yeah, five total in, in, <laughs> in uh, two games and he's second. A Curry, I think, has 16 and he's first. Those 30 assist games are not being piled up right now by the Warriors, no. are they? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, so it, Wiggins had a few interesting games late last year where he had like a 10 assist game in one of his last ones, but that's purely like, hey, he's coming off a pick and roll, he'll ping one to the corner. But it's not like, it's certainly not Iguodala type passing. Livingston, like, I'm catching and I'm swinging at the right time. Or, you know, no. or you know how Iguodala would do the offensive rebound, ping it right back out. Yeah, it, it's not this team and like, that needs to be accepted by everybody. And like, uh, again, this, this is back to the discussion we were talking about with, earlier with Kerr. Like, 
I get him almost trying to force feed some of his stuff into this team, but I think they're probably going to decide pretty quick to rearrange some things. I mean, they have to. There's really not any other option. And the problem is they're getting so deflated from trying to play this Warriors brand style of basketball. They don't have the patience. They don't have the ball handling. They don't have the passing. It's a lot to ask. And they're ending up taking that first shot available. Like there was one play, Kelly Oubre is 0 for 4. Steph sets the screen for him. And everybody knows the play. Steph's going to pop out on the other side but the ball's in the air while steph's back into the basket he's not having the the patience to just wait for the play to develop he takes the first open shot i don't know do they just stop doing that is that coaching in the meantime while they're missing those shots they're not playing defense they're not getting back so he's got to do it just to keep them in the game it's really just a matter remember it was supposed to be speed up the pace play this yeah. transition ball play defense create possession now they need to do it just to slow the game down yeah. They need to do yeah. it to eliminate possessions on the other spot. Like, put the ball in Curry's hands, make a play, let the action spin off of that, at least to get these guys some confidence because they, they just do not have confidence right now. Reminded of how Harbaugh saved Alex Smith's career because Alex Smith was about to be out of the league and he was doing these blitz reads where all these guys have different routes whenever there's a blitz. And if you're a quarterback and you see the blitz, you have to know that there's a whole second you know, slew of routes, but it was confusing to Alex Smith. He didn't have the talent or the capacity to pull all that off. So Harbaugh just said, hey, when the blitz comes, it's all the same routes as before. Figure it out. The Warriors have a bunch of Alex Smiths. They don't have a bunch of Peyton Mannings out there. And so they got to, you know, they got to basically simplify. Otherwise, it is going to confuse them. They are going to be demoralized, like Marcus is saying. And I, I will say on the on the upside, um, before I go and tend to the standing rib roast I got to do, the upside, <laughs> the Wiseman thing is huge. I mean, right now, if they were to do a redraft, it's it's he's in his own tier at number one. You know, I don't care what the needs are in Minnesota. Let's have a Wiseman discussion then. Yeah, I was going to say, listen, if, if they go right now to he's playing 30 minutes a game, he's getting the ball on the post, high post, whatever, he's getting the ball 15 times to do whatever he's, we can do with them, work off a of Steph, not work off a of Steph. Is that would that be a mistake? So like this, it, it's let's just see how far he can go and, along with Steph Curry. The way I would frame what's happened in the first two games is there. Um, this season's stock has gone down clearly, yeah. obviously. Yeah. This next decade has gone way up. Yeah. Like yep. James Wiseman yep. has skyrocketed. Oh, oh, by the way, to come. in part, in part, because the season stock went yes, down. Be, you know? Yeah, because yeah. you two <laughs> top ten picks. Yeah, got them, yeah, I know. Yeah, I said that last after last game. It's it's not a terrible thing, other than having to go through another terrible season. There's going to be seventy two games of this yeah, post game yeah. whining from like exactly. the entire fan base. But, no yeah. question, but. If they if Wiseman is good, everyone's healthy. Clay's coming back, and they get the sixth pick and the seventh pick. Oh my God! You know that that, that, that seems preferable at this point, right? Yeah. Like yes. that seems like yes. you know what, just do that. Then the yes. six, then they then they muscle to the sixth seed or into the play, <laughs> and everyone's disgusted with their wins late in the season. And Kevin Durant dominating them at least makes them feel better about when Clay comes back. So that's all the bad is good. <laughs> all the bad is good. Uh, yeah, just wipe out a whole other season for the Warriors. We're doing it already listen it's two games they might be they still got Steph Curry you, you don't want to burn Steph Curry prime years I know Steph doesn't want to burn Steph Curry prime years you haven't seen Draymond with his team yet but it is a weird little thing that Wiseman makes you know this whole thing makes them worse for this season and man the picture for the for oncoming seasons only gets brighter and brighter it's just this weird double thing going on right now Steph has got to play worse is what I'm saying for, you know, he's <laughs> well, got to play great right now 
No, I know. It's like the Dark Knight, though. You know, he no, has just to keep take doing the what slings. he's doing right now. <laughs> Him returning to form is necessary for this thing to also skyrocket into the future. Like he needs to have a, a an extended prime. I don't know. It's like Gotham needs him to pretend to be bad for the good of the Warriors. Is is what I'm saying for the next season. Okay, with Wiseman though. Obviously, the good is eye popping. You know, I mean, the the seven foot one standing reach, the shooting that we're talking about, the pick and roll dive dunks, um, the 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 gazelle, you know, transition stuff. I mean, as Ethan said, you redraft today, which is pretty early redraft, but yes, number one. <laughs> um, what about there are people online talk about his defense? You know, he, he I think his defensive awareness has been probably a little bit less than than you would hope early. Obviously, it's only two games. Uh, the hand sometimes he's fumbled some passes. You'd like to see him maybe get a little bit more physical for rebounds. Like, what do you got? Like, nitpick Wiseman a little bit because we know obviously this has been an unbelievable two games. But nitpick him. Uh, hands are kind of weak. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, he, he he's going to get these lob. He's going to get these quick passes, and that takes awareness. And he hasn't been tremendous at that. There's guys who are better at it, but they're usually veterans. And, you know, it's the middle traffic. You're going at high speed. It hasn't been fantastic, but I, I think you could live with that for now. I think his awareness. But, you know, he, they give him Giannis, right? Second game. Go get your guard Giannis. Uh, and that's going to be tough. And he kind of got distracted a couple times, and Giannis goes right past him. But, again, that's more like collegiate basketball than it is NBA basketball. So there's – yeah, there's little things here and there, but I, I don't think they're big things. I liked how in game one against Brooklyn, he was like trying to block shots and swinging like wildly. And it was like he wasn't getting to any of them. And it was like, hold on. I mean, to be 7-1, like he should seem like he should be a better like with the instinct and timing of shot blocking. But today he looked like a regular, he looked like a young shot blocker, but he still looked like he was able to get two balls. He seemed like he timed it better. He even snatched one out of the air. Uh, one, he kind of swatted too far. You could tell he didn't want to block it that far because it almost went out of bounds and he went chase it down. But it just feel like from game one to game two, he got his timing better on shot blocking. And I, I think that's pretty impressive for a dude who's 19. I imagine then the first game was just like, he said he had jitters, right? He said it was jitters and the game slowed down in game two. But uh, the fact that he was able to get to shots, I think he had three blocks in, in game two and none in game one. Yeah. I think that's pretty important. You know, uh, you know what's interesting? I mean, they've talked about from practice day one to scrimmage one, much better. From scrimmage one to scrimmage two, much better. From scrimmage two to opener, wow, he's surprising the opener. Really from game one to game two, wow. It seems like they're like, man, this guy is picking stuff up quick and putting it uh, to use on the court quick and – he, I mean, they, they keep talking about what, what type of worker he is, what type of learner he is. So He went coast to coast and dribbled around Kyrie uh, twice, going full speed in transition with an inside-out dribble. I mean, there's there, there, are, there are aspects to his game that I think we have are, are far from seeing fully realized. And we can nitpick the defensive awareness, the hands, maybe not the best hands, uh, hasn't been that productive in the two-point uh, area. But overall, I mean, just the talent level, I mean, he is he is so much better and looks so much better than he did in that Oregon game, um, you know, his only real game against college competition. So uh, I think he's given Warriors fans a lot of reason to be excited and to tune into a bad season, potentially. I mean, and this probably should have been part of everyone's pre-draft, um, you know, scouting report on him. He fits the NBA game more than he ever would have fit a college game. You know, no like question. just the crunch no college question. court and everything. Yeah. I mean, he's he's that type of athlete. Those guys always thrive more in the NBA. He's out of place a lot. I just I, I want to see him 
like not have to be the quarterback first. You know, Draymond is really good. Bogut was good at this. Even David West was like being that uh, linebacker, right? Yeah. To kind of tell everybody where to go. I wonder if that'll help him with his position. He is out of place a lot. He's kind of easy to manipulate. If you're the offense, it's easy to get him out of place. But I want to see how he does with that when there is a, a, a quarterback back there on the defense. And that's exactly what Draymond is. You led us into probably what should be our, our final discussion, which Draymond Green has got an opportunity here to quickly rejump his his uh, reputation league-wide. I mean, if, if he comes in here and, um, you know, turns them around, they're 2-2 two and two coming back home for a seven-game homestand because he injected life in their defense. He started, you know, making some of the off-ball stuff work with Steph. Like, uh, this is an opportunity for Draymond. I do think he's going to be back Sunday. Yeah, and it's a good time. You know, Chicago, <laughs> Chicago and Detroit coming up. It's not, you know, if they had to place it this way, to maybe you're going to lose those first two games to Brooklyn and, you know, in Milwaukee anyway, uh, and then look great. Let's see, maybe they do against Chicago, Detroit. I, my, I have a little theory too that the teams that were not in the bubble are probably going to be awkward to start. Warriors were not in the bubble. Chicago was not in the bubble. Detroit was not in the bubble. There have been very few non-bubble teams that have beat bubble teams so far this season. I think none. There's been none. So we'll, we'll see how they look with Draymond back, with Wiseman going well, and they're playing two teams that could be just as struggling as the Warriors. You don't want the Warriors don't want to be in that category, right? They don't. They think of themselves as beyond that. But right now, they probably just be the best team of the non-bubble would be a, a, a step up for them because they have not been that so far. Where Draymond will help them is obviously like they just need more life defensively. They need more confidence, yeah, connection. They need there. connection. They need yeah, more they need... bruising out there but where he won't is the shooting and i think marcus is is maybe writing about that um but you know they're adding another it's pretty bad yeah they're adding another 29 percent three-point shooter who's gonna play 30 minutes a night so hey 29 percent is an upgrade sir somebody yep. said that too somebody tweeted that said yeah, draymond yeah. needs to get back to help the three-point shooting exactly he's gonna be one of their best three-point shooters it's pretty bad and you will want to hear about it for 70 more games on on uh, the all 82 all right uh warriors bulls warriors pistons um, I would say anything below two and two coming back home for, for the homestand will be disappointing. Certainly 0 and 4 would be a nightmare. Yeah, to give themselves confidence and give the fan base a little sanity, I think they need to blow out one of these teams. And they need to win both and they need to blow out one of them. Steph yes. ended his uh post game saying we need to win immediately. Marcus, the last thing I want to ask, because you just brought it up and you were on Steph's post game and I talked about it at the beginning. That's as pointed as I've heard him. I thought he was as critical as you'll hear Steph. Yeah, I mean, uh he's thirty two years old. <laughs> you gotta you gotta know there's a part of him that's like or am I really about to go through this again? Like a, a, a second year wasted. You kind of get the sense that he believes that they can be good, but I've never heard Steph essentially be like, "Yo, just give me the ball." They're not getting him the ball off the, you know, off the ball. They're not like finding him, and you you kind of get this vibe where I think he's expecting to have a breakout game. I think he tried to today and he doesn't have it. So I mean, uh, some of it is on him too, right? He just got to play better. If he plays better. It'll loosen up a lot of things, but right now he's just not he's not making shots. I get the sense you'll get impatient. What you used to call it, TK? Back in the day, uh he would get Steph Curry versus the world. Curry versus the world. Probably. Yeah, Steph Curry versus the world. Coming. Yeah. I, I think that's probably coming. <laughs> I think Warriors fans kinda like that. We'll see what happens on Sunday. All right, guys. Sunday it is Bulls, another non bubble team. Tim, there's two non bubble teams to close this road trip, so you no longer have that excuse. If they're all four coming out of this, there's there's sirens blaring and trouble ahead. So we shall see. All right. Talk to you guys later.